service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. 706 on the all-new This Morning with Jaylen and Daryl and Morley. Two, it is uh, going to be an interesting conversation we're about to have because there are so many directions we could go. Look, the city of Edmonton is a big city. It has grown a lot over the last number of decades, and so when you grow, there are also challenges mm-hmm. that can come with it. There are successes, but there are also challenges that can come with it. So uh, we want to talk about some of those successes and some of those challenges with the guy whose uh, job it is to run the city, basically, is the city manager for Edmonton, Andre Corbel, joining us this morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. How are you today? Oh, we're pretty good. We're pretty good. We heard about uh, about a little good news with the feds popping in with some, some cash to help out on a, on a project overrun. Uh, that was for the 50th uh, Street Rail overpass, right? What, what happened with that project that it ended up going over budget, and how did we end up getting a little help from the feds in order to fix that? Yeah, that was uh, essentially based on price increases during COVID, and uh, uh, just the market value was uh, was such that it had increased, um, um, and so before we even tendered or or, or approved the project, we uh, checked in with the feds, and they were able to help us out on that project and and make up for all the the over increases in prices. So that was very helpful, and we really appreciate it. So we can get that uh, great separation going here in the city. So bad news on the cost overruns. Good news on the help. So so that's good. You know, Andre, one, I I can't imagine. Uh, um, well, I know you, and it's like I know you have a lot of hair, but I suspect you've been pulling your hair out uh, over the last little while when it comes to these LRT delays and the LRT issues. And I get that it's TransEd who is running all of that. The latest one with uh, with the cables needing to be dug up. You know, where's your head at when it comes to what we've been seeing with this Valley Line um, Southeast LRT? frustrating for people but I think what's really important to understand is how well protected Edmontonians are through the contracts that we wrote these p3 contracts and this one in particular it protects Edmontonians from paying any more money for these things when we have these delays now the delays are certainly frustrating uh, but what what I'm gonna do is make sure that we fix things before we take over and accept uh, accept the, the, the project from transit and so what we're seeing is I think the execution of an excellent excellent written contract that protects Edmontonians liabilities and we're not paying a dime more for the project the delays are frustrating but on the other hand I'm not going to open this thing before it's ready to open so when you see things like the recent cabling done uh, that's the kind of thing that happens with testing and evaluation of a project and uh, we're uh, really pleased that it was identified before we take control of, of the uh, the system and operate it and, and open it up to Edmontonians and it's going to get fixed before we do that so um, that's what's important how well Edmontonians are protected from a financial perspective on these p3 projects it's not just that we don't have to pay more doesn't transit have to pay penalties mm. for for the for the continuing lateness yeah I mean well I won't get into the details of all that but bottom line is if they had delivered the project on time we would be paying them a, a monthly uh, fee to run uh, the the LRT the valley valley line because they're not done we don't pay that operating cost uh, and we put it into what we would call an LRT reserve, uh, and so that's that's protection for Edmontonians. So uh, yeah, and they lose money on the project for every every moment they're delayed. Well, yeah, they lose. But I don't, see. I was under the impression that there, there are actual almost like fines, penalties for being late. Uh, that's a misconception on my part because that's what uh, I've been it, hearing. It, it, 
it's a pretty complex project, so it depends on different uh, aspects. But uh, yes, there can be some penalties. But you know, again, I don't want to comment too much on those because those get sort of uh, sorted out as we open. But the bottom line is, uh, we don't pay a dime. Edmontonians don't pay a dime uh, for for fixing the issues. Um, and of course, uh, we don't pay any operational costs during the delay. Andre Corbold is the uh, city manager uh, for Edmonton. Andre. Duh. Do problems like we've seen with LRT, does this give you pause in any way um, when it comes to future P3 projects and maybe not entering into them, um, or is it something that you still support? I certainly support the concept of P3 projects because of the protection it provides to uh, the public sector and to Edmontonians. I think uh, every project we do, we evaluate what the best method is. We we also do lessons learned on all these projects to make sure we're delivering in the best way we can. And I think it's really important to understand that, you know, 80-90% of the projects do get done on time and on budget. We often hear about the, the, the few that don't, like this one, and it's a big one, of course. But these are big complex projects um, and we'll continue to evaluate our options to, to get it done but the bottom line is the city is going to have uh, uh, you know a highly successful integrated transit system uh, as we finish uh, Valley Line West LRT South and, and uh, in the future uh, go north uh, just one more on this issue <laughs> when as we're building the west one too uh, we keep I've talked to councillors we've talked to the mayor about this uh, that they have more confidence uh, that the west it's a different company building it etc cetera, etc cetera, but the potential and the, and the cynicism would be it's just going to be another boondoggle how 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 can you explain to Edmontonians that this one won't this one's going to be different well, I wouldn't uh, say that the current Southeast LRT is a boondoggle, again, because of how well we're protecting Edmontonians and, and their tax dollars. Uh, having said that, we're, we're taking every lesson learned from not just our projects, but projects in other cities and making sure we, we address them. But I also think people have to understand, if you're going to have a testing and commissioning regime before you open, the reason you're doing that is to detect problems such as the latest cable problems that were identified in the Southeast LRT. That's not a boondoggle. That's good project management because you're but testing it's, it's, it's delayed. It's been delayed so long it has to be a boondoggle. You carry on. So but it's the, it's the delay I guess we point to. I agree it's got to be it's got to be proper. It's got to work. It's got to be safe, etc. But the the yep. delays, you can't just gloss over that that is infuriating to Edmontonians. No, I not trying to gloss over it it's infuriating to us as well um but we keep working through and, and we're going to get this thing done andre want to switch gears for a little bit of course uh downtown issue social disorder um uh, the homeless uh issue um you know earlier or the last couple of days we've talked with you know councillor andrew knack we also talked with uh, jason nixon from the city or from the province um there's been it seems uh, i don't know if it's misconceptions on you know parts of whether it's the council or the province about uh, when it comes to homeless uh, shelters and shelter spaces in the city, whether we have enough, if we don't have enough right now, when it comes on that front, what are we, what, what's the true, uh, the true picture from, from your chair at, at City Hall as a city manager about what we have, what's needed, and if it's enough to deal with, with, with the crisis we're facing right now? 
Yeah, I, well, I, I don't know the specifics of your interviews. I, w- I would say that uh, you're getting good truth as well from the minister and, and the councillors. It's a complex problem, but the bottom line is uh, we do have uh, people um, that are homeless, uh, and that number has increased since before COVID, and we're trying to work hard to make sure there's shelter space, there's housing space for, for people, and we are having some success uh, in that during the year 2022, we averaged to to house about 27 people um, from encampments each month. We're, we're on a goal to do another 100 more by the fall of this year, uh, but there are huge challenges, some of which are the, the state of the, the shelters. We, we understand from people with lived experience why some people don't want to go in shelters and would prefer to be houseless or, or living in, uh, in encampments. We also understand all people don't want to be outside. They actually want to get to a home and to a house, um, but this is the reason why council has adopted some minimum shelter standards mm-hmm. and we're working closely with the province to adopt those same standards that they, they have essentially agreed to that in the houses report that they produced on the 1st of October 2022 and uh, the minister accepted those recommendations and we're working with the province on on adapting those and for example that means you know having shelters open for 24 hours a day so that people don't have to be out on the street and can get services there there's a whole bunch of other things that need to be done around that, that minimum standard but we're working with problems to try to do that. Uh, can you hang on the line here for a little bit? We will need to take a quick break, but we have lots, lots more we want to talk with you about. Uh, can you hang yeah, on? Absolutely. All right, Andre Corbold, uh, City Manager for the City of Edmonton, on This Morning with Jalen and Daryl. Back in a moment. This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre, supported by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. It is uh, 717. Thanks for joining us. 780-496-0063, the number to get a hold of us at any time. Edmonton City Manager Andre Corbel joining us this morning. Uh, thrilled that you're able to make time for us, so we really appreciate that, Andre. Wanted to touch on something that we had, didn't have a, a chance to talk about when it first came out, and it was a, it was a report in the Edmonton Journal. Uh, it was a deep dive into, um, into a report on the Edmonton Fire Department, Edmonton Fire Services, and, you know, the headlight in uh, the headline in the article pretty much said that the department struggling with discrimination, bullying, efforts to make the workforce more diverse are facing resistance at a time when trust between demoralized firefighters and management has broken down. That was the opening statement in the uh, in the article. Done. What what is uh, what is happening with uh, the Edmonton Fire Department? What can you tell us about this report? Yeah, certainly. Uh, I think, first of all, we uh, undertake, undertook this workplace assessment. We uh, chatted with the union about it before we did, and, and we worked uh, together on doing this uh, assessment. I think it demonstrates our commitment to accountability and taking action on the recommendations. Uh, that all signifies our knowledge of current challenges, and we're dedicated to addressing them. Um, I, I wouldn't entirely agree with the headline you saw in the journal, but I would say that um, uh, obviously uh, the city of Edmonton is committed to building an inclusive and diverse culture. 
a part of that is uh, all of our workforces areas in moving that forward and we had some uh, challenges uh, specifically in, FRF, in, in the fire service which were identified in this report and now we're working on taking action we've accepted all 21 recommendations i'm in fact meeting with the union today to talk about those 21 recommendations and, and get their input on how they they need to be uh, put forward um, and i also have huge confidence in the leadership in our, in, in the fire service Service, given that they've taken on this challenge and they're actually delivering on what council and, and uh, myself have asked the fire chief to do in terms of uh, making these uh, adjustments in terms of diversity and inclusion and uh, moving forward. Uh, what, what's your best guess as to when we might hear more on a public? Obvious, I understand totally that this has to be dealt with, uh, you know, privately and figure figure this out uh, behind the scenes with the leadership, etc. When might we as Edmontonians find out what has been decided, what the what the truth is, and and sort of what's been done? Yeah, I don't think it has to be done too much behind the scenes at all. In fact, uh, I, you know, obviously we want to plan and coordinate with uh, the members in the fire service, with the leadership and with uh, EFFU, uh, the union. Uh, we think that's a collaboration. We believe that uh, the union and the membership are committed to change. We just got to work out the details of how we implement the 21 recommendations. And so as we confirm our action plan for the 21 recommendations, uh, I'll be planning on, uh, the fire chief and I will pl- be planning on briefing council and then we'll we'll certainly communicate that to Edmontonians. I also hear uh, all the time how we have great public confidence in the fire service's ability to protect life and property which is their main mission and uh, you know they're well received when they're out there doing doing the, the work of saving lives every day they do and we really appreciate the work they do. Yeah. Uh, I have one more thing uh, we heard about <laughs> the mandate letters from the premier to different ministers oh, and there's right, a, yeah. the talk about uh, about trying to get rail lines from uh, Edmonton to the airport same with Calgary downtown to the airport. Uh, is is that a feasible uh, situation? I think I heard uh, Councillor Cartmel talking earlier on one of our newscasts about how it's not just an Edmonton thing, that's an airport that serves the entire region, so it would have to be a regional kind of a deal. What's your view on that, and uh, is there work going on behind the scenes to maybe achieve that someday? Yeah, we started having those conversations we always have with the province. I, you know, I certainly like the idea of any uh, transit connections to hubs such as the uh, International Airport here in Edmonton. Uh, and, and of course, we've had amazing success with uh, the airport connections worldwide since COVID. We're, we're up to uh, more direct flights than we had uh, coming in and out of this airport than we did before COVID. Uh, so we've had some great success there. Making another connection to the airport uh, would, would be great. I, I think as always it depends on who's contributing and and what the options are for for contributions to what would be a major infrastructure uh opportunity uh but also you know another another big rail line to build so we're, we're obviously going to work uh on options for that and work collaboratively with the other orders of government see what we can do andre one more question for you i'm just curious what is kind of priority number one for you right now as you as you head through this summer and into the fall I would say uh, a number one priority for me as city manager is implementing the OP12 or the OP Amendment 12 uh, from the previous budget uh, that was approved in December of 2022. And this is, this is of course, is is action to uh, essentially cut $60 million out of our budget, $15 million each year in this four-year budget, as well as to uh, give council options on how they could transition uh, up to $240 million from lower priorities to higher priorities 
priorities on council's agenda. And so we're working through that. We're delivering on that. We've pretty much found the 60 million and how we're going to save that money over the next four years. Uh, you may have heard that we did a recent uh, reorg structure that reduces uh, senior executive management mm -hmm. uh, in the city, which is, is part of that, uh, part about, be, uh, about being a little more nimble and, um, and working to achieve those ends. So that's a big challenge for me and I want to make sure I tee it up well for, uh, for the fall budget uh, this year uh, and make sure we're addressing the priority needs uh, of Edmontonians and, and of our council. Andre Corbold, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for uh, making some space to, to chat with us here on Chad. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Take right. care. Take Have care now.